This is Josie Brown with On the Provocateur. My guest today is Rose Lerner, who writes Regency romances and historical romances based on the Revolutionary War period. The steely determination of her heroes and heroines to make their way in the world is what sets her four-novel Lively Street Lemonston series apart from other Regencies. But her latest novel, which is part of an American historical anthology, is delighting readers on both sides of the pond. Rose, it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I love that you discovered historical romances at the sweet age of 13 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Was there a particular book that inspired you um, to try your own hand at writing? Yes, actually. Um, Gosh, okay, so it was originally published under the title Sorcery and Cecilia, and I think it might be reprinted now as The Enchanted Chocolate Pot or something like that, but it's it's by um, Patricia Reedy and Caroline Stevermer. Wow. And um, it's it's a regency, but it's like a fantasy regency. So it's like the re- it's just the regency, but there's magic. But um, that was kind of like I had never seen that before at the time, and um, it was written in the form of letters. Wow! And apparently, they had actually written the book by writing letters to each other. Like one of them was one heroine, and the other one was the other heroine, and they wrote letters back and forth, and that was how they wrote the book. And so, me and my friend that. Um, read Regency Romance together when we were like probably like 16 or 17, uh, decided that we were going to give it a shot. (laughs) And we, we did the letter writing thing and it was a ton of fun. It was amazing. We loved it, but, um, I definitely got frustrated because I felt like I was signaling very clearly in my letters where I wanted the plot to go in her letters and she was doing her own thing. And I was like, I need creative control. I'm going to write a book myself. (laughs) I really enjoy your Lively Street Lemonston series. How did you get the the concept for it? Um, so it started out that I was writing um, that I was writing a different book, and I that I have never finished. But one day, one day I will. But it was about um, it had these, this group of friends that were like all kind of blue stockings. Um, and like political people. And um, I was researching the role of upper class women in Regency politics for this book. And I came across this letter um, where this woman was writing uh, to her election agent. Um, She was, I think, the wife of a candidate, Uh, but she was writing to the, the guy that was working for them, like in the district. And she told him, um, these two people, if they get married, the man is going to be able to vote in this election. So you have to make sure that they get married before the election. And if you don't, I don't ever want to hear from you again. Uh-huh. And I happen to love marriage and convenience stories. Like it's like my absolute catnip. So I was very intrigued by this idea of marrying for an election. Although I don't know in this particular case, I mean, they might've already been engaged and they were just, you know, like getting married faster or they didn't have the money to get married right then. And she was going to like pay for it or something, you know, I don't know, but I immediately was like, Ooh, like trying to marry someone off for an election. So I ended up writing the first book, uh, sweet disorder, where the, the hero's brother is running for office and he tries to marry the heroine off so that her husband can vote in the election. But of course he falls for her himself. <laughs> um, and then I was planning to write my 
uh, my next book, and I'd never written a series before. Um, and I was planning to write my next book um, about a con artist who um, decides that his brother, who, whose brother wants an honest life, and so he decides um, that he's going to get his brother a rich wife. And so I, I was pitching the first book, Sweet Disorder, and I was talking to an editor, and she was like, well, is it a series? And I said, no. And she's like, well, could it be a series? And I was like, well, I don't know who the next book would be about. And she's like, well, series these days don't have to be, you know, like a group of brothers or like, you know, it could be just all set in the same town or just, and I had actually gotten really fond of the town in Sweet Disorder. And I was like, well, could I set this Connors book in this town? And I was like, there is no reason why not. Very Anthony Trollope, sort of like, you know, the, the Barchester books or the, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Me too. I like a loosely linked series. I um, I think you hooked on the right thing. Uh, you know, the same town can have a, a a wonderful, or the same village can have a wonderful set of people inside of it. Thank you. Yeah, I you know I really like like for example, in Lauren Willig's Pink Carnation book, where sometimes you you get to see the character from a previous book or the character from a future book in the book. You know, and it's exciting for me as the reader because I love them, but maybe the narrator of this book actually kind of thinks they're jerks. Exactly. And I really love that. Um, so. I also noticed that um, I'm, I'm very excited about the anthology that you're involved in uh, that deals with American history. How did you come up with the concept for your story in it, and how did the anthology come about? Um, so you're talking about Hamilton's Battalion, which is my anthology with um, Alyssa Cole and Courtney Milan. Yes. Um, and so they, I think we're in like a group chat and they came up with this idea for doing like a Hamilton themed anthology um, and they invited me. So, and I said yes immediately because we were all, they invited me because they knew that I was obsessed with Hamilton the musical <laughs> um, because we were all obsessed with Hamilton the musical together. Right. So, um, and I was already doing like a ton of reading, um, the nonfiction reading about the Revolutionary War in Hamilton. And I didn't want to stop, but I knew I had to start my next story. So um, I was very excited to have this opportunity to, to just keep going. You know, part of what's so appealing about the musical is that it gives a place in American history for marginalized people who often don't get to be part of that story, even though they were part of that story. And so um, we wanted it to be pretty loosely tied to Hamilton. And we came up with the idea that it would kind of um, center around a specific incident in Hamilton's life, that each story would be tied to some event in his life, but that um, we, so, but that it wouldn't necessarily be like about him or he wouldn't necessarily be like a major character and so we each read the Ron Cherno biography and came up with a list of possible events, and we ended up settling on the Battle of Yorktown. Um, and there's uh, a line in the musical where Eliza says, I interview every soldier who fought by your side. Wow. And so we thought, wouldn't that be like a great framing device if it's all like Eliza reaching out to these people to get their stories, and then their stories are the romances. Right, right. Um, and it turns out that your heroine is sort of she's 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 disguised herself as a man so that she can fight in the battle. Yes, I have always wanted to write 
a cross-dressing um, like soldier or sailor heroine. I've had a million different plot bunnies for it uh, throughout my writing life, and it's never quite happened. Someday I'm going to write that that British Navy book, but um, I figured I'm doing the Army. Like, this is my chance. Like, let's do it. Right. I was very excited to get my, yeah. Right. Yes. One of I'm the. I'm not throwing away my shot. No. And also, you know, there's, you know, there's Trafalgar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll get that chance. <laughs> um, so what have you found most exciting? Writing about American history or, or British history? Definitely. Like I'm going back to the Regency and Lively St. Lundiston and, and I don't think I'm, I mean, I'm not currently planning to write any more American historicals. It doesn't mean that I won't, but I'm not currently. But I think, you know, we were planning this anthology before the last election. Um, And it definitely writing hopeful stories about the birth of America got a lot harder after the election, it got a lot harder to feel optimistic about where things are going. But I, I think we all at the same time needed to write it and needed to be inspired. To find, <laughs> yeah, I needed to find that hope for ourselves. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to write more American historicals, but writing this one was a really important emotional experience for me in a different way because it is my own country. Right. I, I hear you. I hope that you're bringing Hamilton's battalion to Barbara Bay. Oh, absolutely. Are there other books that you'll be bringing? Um, yes. You know, I'm thinking I haven't quite decided. I'm probably going to have a taste of honey, which is my uh, latest lively St. Lemiston book. Um, and it's the it's the sort of it's kind of almost an epilogue, but it also stands alone. And it's set in a bakery. It's like a boss, um, like a workplace romance, right? And um, with with uh, sexy pastries. And, <laughs> um, and then I'll also probably bring um, All or Nothing, which is um, another novella that I wrote for a different anthology, but that um, now I have by itself, and that's a standalone about um, a shy architect and he he has this crush on the hostess at a gaming den that he goes to all the time. And um, he ends up winning her in a, in a game of chance. Uh-huh. But um, then he just asks her to pretend to be his mistress because he's going to a, like a scandalous house party and he wants to get work done there without people bothering him. And he figures if he brings like a fake mistress that people will leave him alone. <laughs> so bring that. And then I'm also going to bring Sweet Disorder, which is the first Lively St. Lemison book that I, I, I was talking about earlier with the election. Yeah. I think it's always great to bring your first for people who haven't yet experienced your work. Do you have a work in progress so that readers can look and say, wow, I loved what, what I read of her so far and I can't wait to see this coming up next. Um, so I'm working on two things. The one that I'm most actively working on is a lesbian gothic. Um, it's almost like a Jane Eyre retelling. It's a, um, a young woman from Lively St. Lemiston goes to be a governess in a remote seaside town. Um, 
and she starts kind of falling for her employer, but she's never met his wife who never seems who's sick and never leaves her room. Uh, and then she gradually starts to realize that something is not right whoa. in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she ends up with the wife. So um, I'm really enjoying working on that. And then I'm also working on, um, for those of you that read Lively St. Lemonson and have read True Pretenses, the second book, so Ash's brother, Rafe, is, is getting his book. <laughs> there we go with those brothers again. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody wants to keep up with what I'm writing, like as I'm writing, I have um, a newsletter and I, I put it out monthly, but I also put out like a very short little one every week where I just kind of share like a line that I wrote that week or something that I learned while I was researching oh. um, every Wednesday to kind of, you know, perk people up on Wednesday because it's a rough day sometimes. Right. And also that's, so, that's a wonderful. I that at my, my website, that's, um, roselearner.com. That's a wonderful way for uh, readers to understand how our process works is to actually let them peek into, you know, the thought or the idea behind, you know, a line, a paragraph, a chapter, a book. So I, I would think that would be a fun thing for readers, another fun way for readers to connect with you. I really like writing it. And, you know, people seem to enjoy reading it. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I met you at Barbara Bay, and I'm so glad I did. Um, so Me too. what keeps bringing you back to, to Barbara Bay? I just want to hear it from you and see if it aligns with what I see there. You know, when I'm there, like, obviously I'm there as an author, but I also feel like I'm there as a reader. I just love, like, you just, everyone is so excited about romance and we all get to talk to each other about our favorite books. And I, I just love it. I agree because, you know, all writers are readers and that's where you make a different kind of connection with a reader who's interested in what you write. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Like, you know, do I like doing book sales? Yeah, I mean, I do, obviously. It's fun. But getting to, like, sit down with someone and eat lunch and be like, all right, like, what are we all reading? What are we all excited about reading next week? Like, it's, it's different and it's special. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off. <laughs>